0: Hi there guys, welcome to Grupo Sansalo Podcast. I'm your host, Master Pedro, and this is our episode number 32. Today's guest is Matias Assunção, He's a capoeirista, a capoeira researcher a history professor at Essex University here in the UK and uh, the writer of one of my favorite Capoeira books. The reason I like it so much is that it goes from the very first historical records of Capoeira and takes you on this journey uh, until Capoeira starts settling outside Brazil in the US and Europe. It also talks about the different myths in Capoeira that I heard growing up in Rio and also different historical characters of brazilian history that work uh, were capoeiristas and i had no idea so in this conversation i get to pick the favorite parts of the book and we talk about uh, besouro preto zumbi dos palmares and much more so i hope you guys enjoy it as much as i did and let me know your thoughts in the comment section don't forget to share with your friend and subscribe to our podcast enjoy i share so hello guys thank you very much everybody for joining in today i have a a special guest uh, he's uh, he wrote uh, uh, one of the best books in capoeira that there is, and I think it's it's only in English so far. Or I don't know if it's in Portuguese. He's gonna let us know. Please, uh, I'd like to welcome Matias. Salve Matias, thank you for coming and taking the time. Hello
1: Pedro. Hello. Um, what's your capoeira
0: name, Pedro? It's funny. I I don't really have a Capoeira name. I had a like a little cat and all the the races of cats you can think of. <laughs> uh, some guys call me Vira Lata. Uh, some guys call me Gatuno. But most people call me. Okay. We stay with
1: Pedro then. Sorry, it's because just suddenly I thought, man, I have to call him by his title and his capoeira name, and then I wow, I only know you by yeah, Pedro. I
0: understand, but it's 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 totally cool uh, the idea, yeah, just to make this communication. But yes, Macias, uh First, I am uh, a big a big fan of your book, you know, and uh, I also have been following you, and we were together briefly during the last vaciação in Rio when you. You came around for for a talk as well, and uh, yeah, I would really like to know more about you know yourself, your work, and uh, how did you get into capoeira? Did you used to practice capoeira?
1: I still practice, Pedro. I still practice. Although when you are uh, my age, you know, practice uh, has to be quite different from when you are twenty or thirty. Of course. Um, yes. Yeah. So uh, let's start with capoeira. Yes, I I started to practice in
0: uh, nineteen eighty one. Okay. Yeah,
1: with uh, Master Sapo. Wow, well, Master Sapo from Recife. No. No, Mestre Zabro okay. from uh, Salvador, but uh, actually um, he, he was a student of, uh, I think, Pelé da Bomba. There's a bit of an uh, issue with this question, but he traveled um, with Mestre Canjiquinha and his group Conjunto ABR, and he oh. came to uh, San Luis do Maranhão in the late 60s, and he got an offer there, and he stayed there. And he is basically the guy who started the contemporary capoeira in uh, San Luis do Maranhão and uh, oh, so see. he is, he is uh, if you want, uh, really the, the head of a whole lineage uh, of capoeira in Maranhão and uh, most of the or many of the uh, uh, capoeira masters uh, who, who became famous afterwards like uh, Mestre Patinho, Mestre Oizamor uh, and many others, they were his students Unfortunately, he, he died in nineteen eighty two. Oh, I'm so, sorry to hear. Yeah, um, but he was quite a quite a character. So I started capoeira there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I imagine, and actually, silly me, I I don't know why is this silly. Uh, uh, you make this connection. or the guy writes about capoeira. I I I never actually. I didn't know that you started that you actually did capoeira. I thought you were you were a, a, a researcher on capoeira. That's why I was curious, but it's even more uh, uh, interesting that you started that you know made the connection through practicing it. and that's that's great and so you when did you start like thinking about uh, uh, and that was in Brazil that you were you you were training with him
1: yes yes I trained with him for about a year and a couple of months until his untimely death. <laughs> um and at the time I was I was doing um research in in archives and also um working with oral history on the history of Maranhao and at the time I wasn't really um into the history of capoeira itself right so I I had capoeira like a hobby for for many years before I started to do research about capoeira and in fact what yeah. what what led me to do research about capoeira is that um, many of the stories I heard from, from Capoeiristas did not match um, the, what I knew about the history of Brazil, right? And, and, yeah. and that, that was a bit funny. Uh, I mean, it was not funny, it was like there was a bit of a contradiction, for instance, yeah.
0: uh, um, I don't know. We had a, a, he made an itch. you needed to scratch, I guess, right?
1: Yes, yes, because there were, I think, you know, it, 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 there were lots of myth, you know. Uh, uh, just to give you an example, uh, I don't know if you have heard this, but a lot of uh, uh, capoeira teachers at the time, in the 80s at least, said, oh, you know, capoeira uh, is a fight which was disguised as a dance, right, by the enslaved Africans, so they could fool the overseer, uh, the owner and the police, so nobody knew it was capoeira and at the time uh, slaves had uh, only their f- uh, feet free and, and and their hands were 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 shackled right so that's why they used the feet in in a capoeira uh, game right now
0: yeah.
1: when you look at at the the um, images, you know uh, we which exist uh, from the yeah. times of slavery in Brazil, you'll see that most uh, slaves when they are shackled, you know have have uh, this uh, have their feet shackled right so they don't run away, but they need their hands free so they can work. right so that yeah. that that kind of explanation doesn't really work, you see yeah and and uh, much later also, you know now I also say, you know after having, Uh, Made some research. I also think that um, you know, capoeira already always was a combat game with music. I don't think that it was disguised as a dance, right? I don't. I don't believe that either. So, so there are lots of stories like this, you know, which which people tell uh, about capoeira uh, to give an explanation to students. And I think often, you know, people make it up. The teachers make it up because they want to give some explanation and they can't be bothered to. Uh, to read, you know, uh, big uh, history books, of course, and I understand that, you know. But uh, as a yeah. historian, you know, it wasn't satisfying. And I said, no, you know, there's something not right here, you know, I, I want to know more. And that is when in, in the 1990s, 94 exactly, I started to, to do uh, research on the history of capoeira.
0: Right? Okay, and that was, that was still in Bahia.
1: Well, the first project which I did on, on the history of Capoeira, yes, was was actually um, a research project which tried to compare a post-emancipation, which means the, the, the period after the abolition of slavery, right, in, in uh, Cuba, Venezuela and Brazil. And I worked on this project with a colleague, a historian who worked on Cuba, and I was working on Venezuela and Brazil. And in Brazil, it was especially Bahia. And here, yes, I tried to to find uh, um, various uh, things, um, well, you know, about the culture of the um, former slaves and what happened after abolition, and, and, and I tried to find sources about capoeira in, in Bahia, which was um, a bit difficult for various reasons, but that's how I got yeah. started, yes.
0: Yeah, this is what I, I really liked about your, your, your book, is that it really brought all the myths that I also had come across, and and uh, you know, and and, and and it just goes over them, you know, this this idea. So you, I th- I found it very in like it, it it brings to and, and not just that, you, like you you talk about the myths, but also you talk about the the very conception of it. And, and also you go all the way to the, to the time that I was reading. you were talking about Capoeira Abroad. So it was the first book that made this whole you know from the beginning, all the way to, to where we were then. you know that was like what When did you finish the book? was 2000 or
1: uh, I wrote the book in 2002-2003 uh, and then it was uh, it went to the publisher in 2004 and was published in 2005. And and what I try to do really is, is um a kind of synthesis of what we could know about the history of Capoeira. So, of course, I, I I did a bit of my own research, but I also relied for that book very much on the research of other fellow historians, you know, people who who were uh, writing their M.A.s uh, or their Ph.D.s, who had finished their Ph.D.s at the time, um, especially, you know, the work of, of uh, Carlos... Um, Eugenio uh, Libano Soares, uh, the, the work by Liberac, uh, then, you know, the people in Bahia, uh, like Mestre Bell, uh, Josivaldo Pires, um, Adriana Pimentinha, you know, a, a lot of people were, were starting to work on the history of capoeira, but they were working on, on like, uh, specific, uh, more specific topics, right? um, which which is great, I because I could, I could uh, read their research and then try to to compare it with what other people had found and, you know, trying to get a kind of an overview because uh, also something which which struck me uh, at the time is that there were already a couple of books in English about capoeira and some in, in, in Portuguese as well, uh, some very good yeah. books, but, you know, there was not really a synthesis of the history uh, because uh, uh, in English, uh, you know, the, 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 the key works at the time were the book by Bira Almeida, for instance, which was very interesting because that was the view of of a very important prominent capoeira master one of the first to have left brazil and teach capoeira uh, uh, abroad in in california more precisely and you know there were lots of very interesting reflections about capoeira and how capoeira came to the united states and what he thought capoeira was etc etc but, but the, the part on history was relatively brief you see relatively short and uh, another important book, for instance, which uh, was published in 1992, was a thesis uh, by an anthropologist, um, Lewis, Ring of Liberation, you know, also an important book. But that also was more from an anthropological perspective. right? He was writing about capoeira uh, uh, that he uh, saw and, and that he, he, he could uh, analyze from a perspective of an anthropologist. Right? It was not really about the history of capoeira uh so uh, about the history there were some articles in english i don't know if you know uh, um there's a professor in california called holloway he wrote a very important article in in already like more than 25 years ago i think about the repression against capoeira in rio de janeiro in the in the 19th century right so that was like a very important piece but that was again you know very specific so I thought, well, this might be interesting because I know Capoeira is globalizing very fast, so maybe a lot of people uh, are potentially you know, interested in, in reading more about Capoeira history and who don't read Portuguese also. You know, that, that was
0: another important aspect. Yeah, and did you had a lot of... Uh, what was the... the, the the feedback from from your 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 research, your 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 work, uh, I I has it has it come out in, in Portuguese yet? Well, uh, no. The short answer is no. The longer
1: answer is that you know I tried very hard, but various publishers said yes and then they said no, and uh, it was a bit difficult, uh, really. And <laughs> And then I, after five years, I finally found a publisher. And then uh, I said, okay, but now I have to rewrite two chapters because uh, I don't agree with the stuff which is there. I have to rewrite it, especially the second chapter, which is on on you know the Angolan roots, the African roots of Capoeira, and and the last chapter, which is about contemporary Capoeira. Um, and uh, but then I, I I started and and I just couldn't. I didn't manage to to really. Um do it because I was still involved in in other things in teaching and and you know and uh, yeah, also in course. in another project, which was this Angolan roots project you know which which uh yeah. started exactly at the time you know two thousand ten to two thousand and thirteen and then I uh, had another yeah. project uh, about Capoeira and Janeiro so i 've never managed to to finish it and now it 's really difficult because it, the either I can publish the whole yeah, thing I as it is, imagine. or I have to update it, but that's now impossible because so many stuff has been published, you know, it would take me like a, another two or three years just, just um, to update everything, because...
0: To do another edition, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, so I don't know, I may I may try to publish it just a, a translation of the original work, you know, which is now 18 years uh, ago, i written 17, 18 yeah. years ago.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, the reason that I ask is that you know, you 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 go basically you know pretty much against the the, the many of the myths in Capoeira, and uh, and uh, I was wondering if there was any resistance to the to the you know to the results of your 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 research, if you you know, because you you I was fascinated, for example, on the stories that uh, the first you know, president of Brazil used to, you know, play capoeira or rough and, you know, like, cause that's, that's, you, you, you make it, you say on the book, I read a while ago, but he say that uh, the Marech, well, I might be making a mistake on the name now, no, but. Marechal Floriano, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marechal Floriano yeah. was like a, was a capoeirista or, and used to mm-hmm. fight with a manduca da praia or
1: yeah well that, that that's the funny thing you have people like him and like like Sampaio Ferraz as well who was the first police chief in in Rio uh, under the republic and who who, who uh, you know uh, the sources we know um suggest he he was capoeira uh, he played capoeira he knew capoeira um, yeah, yeah. and that but he was in fact responsible for the almost
0: complete yeah
1: the the the, the like the harshest prosecution of Capoeira in the the history of Capoeira in Rio or in Brazil I could say you know um, in in, the beginning of the Republic in uh, 1890 uh, which resulted in hundreds of Capoeiras being uh, arrested um, without trial without due you know uh, uh, trial and were just deported to to, um, uh, Fernando de Noronha you know this island. But also yeah, 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 yeah. to some other places, to the south, of, in, in Sao Paulo, some place there, and also to the Amazon, also to the Amazon, wow.
0: yeah. Uh, so, so I, I, what I'm saying is that it, it's, uh, I think it's quite fantastic, you know, that we had an environment in Rio that, you know, and how Capoeira is related to, you know, to a, a, a famous uh, character of our, of our history. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I understand the, the, also this, this uh, the difficulty of getting it translated. But did you get anybody like, ref- or, or did you have any, any, any resistance from people, on the, from the research?
1: Well, in general terms, I think it was uh, relatively well received and, and reviewed, especially by, by professionals. Um, yeah, of course uh, but, uh, of course, I mean there are also people who, who who, may not like what I say but then the thing is uh, since it wasn't translated into Portuguese so it, it become less of, of an issue for people who don't read English, you know, because they just haven't read, read it and that's actually a problem because uh, um, in Brazil, unfortunately um, a lot of um, practitioners of Capoeira don't read English, right? So yeah, maybe that yeah. was bad, but also it was good because it saved me from some some <laughs>
0: fights. So. No, because exactly. I mean, just I, I remember old masters sometimes mentioning that. You no, know, it's my belief that uh, that a Zumbi played capoeira. Uh, yes. You know, and and we we really don't have any any evidence of of uh, a capoeira on those old famous quilombos. Uh, and also this idea that Capoeira was much more urban than rural, you know? Yes. But but at the same time, the concept of what it was rural, uh, what was urban back in the day is a kind of like almost ur- uh, 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 rural nowadays. You Not know? like if you think of Rio de Janeiro and how it was and how some some of the some of the actual, you know, Quilombos had a a close proximity and and the relationship between the state and Quilombo kind of went up and down. At least this is uh, uh, my understanding that they sometimes were persecuted, sometimes it was released and...
1: Yes, yes. I mean, various things to say. Well, first, I'm not the only one who who emphasizes the urban character of Capoeira, you know. Uh, yeah, my I colleagues, uh, Carlos Eugène and Liberac, they completely Liberac, are yeah. on the same line here. You know, we, we I think we all agree yes. because basically there is no no source. Yes. at all you know not not even one about uh, capoeira in in the quilombos and that's strange because there are quite a lot of sources about quilombos, uh, quilombos. maroons uh, and and especially palmares right so we know how the people in palmares fought you know there there are a lot of sources and they're very good fighters you know i'm not saying they were good fighters they were excellent fighters yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh well zumbi was very good also using firearms right And um, they may also, they may even, uh, they probably had some combat games as well, right? I'm pretty sure they must have had uh, stick fighting because that was quite universal in African societies, especially in in, in Angola, but also in other places. So so I'm sure they had combat games. But the question is that the capoeira, which you practice, right, which we practice, which the people who may listen to this practice, uh, that kind of Capoeira, I don't think that was in any way, uh, uh, came out of Palmaris. you know, it's just because yeah. they, they, you have to get any kind of, you know, of evidence for that, and there is no yeah, evidence, uh, there is no evidence at all, and it does, it's it's highly unlikely, uh, because Palmaris was Detroit, um, and we we have um, sources of what, about what happened afterwards and you know there's just nothing of the sort. And all the sources we have about Capoeira since the very end of the 18th century in the cities and and actually yeah. you know it's not I'm not saying that you know the history of of, of, Mar- of Maroons because that's the English word for Quilombos right Maroons
0: Okay. Oh, but they are the yeah, people yeah.
1: so the Quilombo is a Maroon society if you want And uh, the Quilombola yeah. is the Maroon right so the Maroons yeah. in Brazil it's a fascinating story and as you said there are very different types of of Maroons, you know, Baumaris was this huge thing, it was quite exceptional because you had 20,000 people living there, but you have smaller Quilombos, you know, Maroons living in little groups of, I don't know, 20 people or 50 people or 100 people, and sometimes they were almost forgotten, they managed to escape and live in, for instance, in the Amazon rainforest, you know, they they, they could just get on with their lives and live on subsistence agriculture, and you have other Maroons who lived more uh, um, by, by um, uh, you know, near the cities and trying to steal or, or mug uh, and attack. And, and, you know, that was a very different type of, of um, Quilombo, right? So you have very different types of Quilombo. But yeah. this whole question of, of the um, rural um, culture, uh, what is the, the, why was there no Capoeira in, uh, on the plantations? Uh, You know, I I, I try to understand this better. And in fact, I think there was some kind of um, stuff going on on plantations. You know, I worked in the um, Parnaiba Valley, which is this area of coffee plantations, which uh, started in the 19th century uh, uh, in Rio and then went further up uh, the river to Sao Paulo, right? So that's the valley. It's even called the Valley of Slavery. And that's where a lot of of um, uh, enslaved Africans uh, were, were put to work, you know, mainly from from Angola uh, and uh, Congo, but also a bit from Mozambique. And um, what I found uh, uh, among the the existing, uh, well, the, the the contemporary Maroons, right, the Quilombos, because you still have, well, you have again Quilombos today in, in, in Brazil and especially also in Rio de Janeiro. And th- there's one place which is called... Um, Quilombo São José da Serra, which is in the hmm. municipality of Valença. I don't know if you know that area. Yeah, Serrinha. Yeah. No, it's not Serrinha.
0: Oh, it's not Serrinha? No, Serrinha
1: is in Rio. It's part of Rio.
0: Okay. For um, so in Valença area, you say?
1: Valença, that is, yeah, almost next to Minas Gerais, right? It's 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 along the Paranaíba, yeah. uh, the valley of the Paraíba, right? um yeah. and there is a place called San José da Serra which is one of the first quilombos to to be um uh, have uh, to be recognized right by Fundação Palmares and to have also their land recognized because it it was on the lands of a former plantation you know there's a whole story of of uh, struggle over the land and there you have yes. um, a community um, which is uh, quite um, important because they were also uh, very much at the forefront in organizing a network of jongueros, right? Jongo, which is in, in Rio and Sao Paulo uh, uh, very much uh, also um, uh, a marker of identity, you know, of the quilombolas, right? The Jongo dance. And what is interesting is that, well, they have Jongo, they have Kalango, they have some, some other stuff, uh, which is very peculiar to those communities. But you know, the guy who was uh, one of the, the most well known jongueros, Chio Mané, Manet Seabra, right, uh, who, who died unfortunately two years ago, uh, he was already over 90, we should say. Um, well, he was also a stick fighter, right, as something which is called Jogo do Pau, right? And this Jogo do Pau or, or stick fighting game. Uh, was practiced very widely on, on plantations in the Paraíba Valley right? because we found it also in, in other parts of, of the state uh, of Rio de Janeiro and uh, this stick fighting also had movements with uh, a bit of ginga, they had rasteras, right? So they had some kind of, of combat game, right? Which I think uh, is, is very interesting and provides, I think yeah. lots of clues. But it's not the Capoeira which uh, we know of from from Salvador and the Riconcavo. Now in in the case of yeah. the uh, of of Bahia there is a bit of an exception. Oh, maybe I, I should say that you know for people interested in this in this uh, stick fighting game, um, we we did a documentary on this, which which you can watch on 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 YouTube, right? Uh, also with, yeah. with English subtitles, right?
0: Yeah, send us the 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 link yes. and we'll put it yes. here in the description of the episode. And uh, it's true. I, I remember when I was you know still a young kid. I remember having this this image that you know it was brought to me as a kid through the songs in capoeira, about Zumbi and. When I, the first person that I actually heard talking about capoeira is is in the city. Is not, you know, the the, the, the person to shatter that myth for me was was Liberaki. You know, on a, one of, on his first books that came out, and and I, I found that so so interesting. You know, that the only research it was via police records and and and. The, and it was fast, you know, really fascinating. And now the more the more you th- I think about it, you know, more questions comes to to my mind. For example, when was the first mention of Capoeira that you have come across? Right. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, I, I I come to that. I, f- I forgot to add something important here. You know, this rural okay. urban thing. And I come to your question in a moment. I think sure. there is one one. Um, Well, kind of exception, however, or something we should consider as well, is that in Salvador, in Bahia, more precisely, we have this Bay of All the Saints, right? You know the Bay of All the Saints? Bahia de Todos Santos? Okay, and it's it's called the the Reconcavo. It's also called the Reconcavo, right? Now, Capoeira in Salvador, at least uh, at the beginning of the 20th century, we know this for sure, Was played in Salvador, but also in some uh, of the ports along this uh, Reconcavo, right? Such as um, Santo Amaro, San Francisco do Conde, right? So you you have people, uh, I think the Capoeiras at the time very often were were people linked to the port area, right? So they were stevedores, you know, carrying stuff, uh, but they were also sailors. Right, they were sailors. They were uh, the people who worked uh, in 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 this uh, whole business of of maritime transportation, right? yeah. so for instance there is this ship of the Savero, you know the Savero it's a ship you don't yeah, see yeah. in Salvador any longer, it was beautiful, it was a sailing ship, right, which would go from Salvador yeah. to Santa maro in, in relatively short uh, period of, of time, right, and get stuff there, get sugar there, for instance, and transport it to Salvador from where it was re-exported, right, so there, there is a whole circuit here of, of maritime workers did capoeira and here it goes from salvador to those ports as well right and and eventually even to some plantation as well right so here is is a situation where where you know it it goes capoeira the practice of capoeira goes um, inland because of this very uh, close connection of the port of salvador with this interior area over the water you see because it was so uh, easy transportation right so that in a way um, yeah. uh, it, this is just to 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 continue this discussion you you raised uh, this issue you raised about urban rural so uh, in a way uh, as yes, you said before yes. so we have to think also that urban doesn't mean the same as uh, today as it meant you know two hundred years yes, ago Yes, of you know?
0: course yeah and, and and the harbors in a way is like a, is so many things like the robbers then it is like a mixture of internet or of today yes, and it's also yes. a meeting point where you get all the news so. That was the, the, the why, and, and, and if I'm not mistaken, we had an interview with uh, Liberaki, and uh, he showed a picture from Manchester that had, I don't know if he mentioned that to you, that he had seen a, a, a capoeira picture of uh, a Brazilian sailor that took a picture, I think like 18, 1800s now, I don't know, I don't remember exact the date.
1: No, I, I haven't but, uh, seen that, but, um, but you know, so that's just, just to to uh, say that it's not that uh, easy, you know, that Capoe only stays in a very urban context. I think uh, in the case, especially of Salvador, that is very clear that it went out, you know, and and you have a lot of people uh, uh, around the Reconcavo from Itaparica, the island, to, to Santa Maru. you know, there's a place called the Trapiche de Baixo, which was like like a hot spot for capoeiras, right? Or even Bizoro, you know, he was from Maracangala, so that was a plantation, right? So uh, but yeah. but I don't think that the core of all this was the plantation. It was rather this maritime network, you know, which had Salvador at its center. So that again is, is you know, so it's port areas really we are talking about, yeah. right? Um, I understand but I now understand coming that. back to your question about the 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 uh, the first mention first time yeah was the mentioned, first mention yeah. we have is actually something uh, it's it's um it's from um a, tr- a trial it's a judicial document right which talks about a slave called um, I think it's called uh, Adam he's called Adão. I forgot no is it Felipe no it's I think it's Adam um, who was um, arrested and his master is trying to get him free and then you know there appears this mention that he is capoeira or something like that right so but it doesn't say much but it's just the first mention we we know of which has been found by a historian uh, called uh, Nireo Cavalcanti and you know he published a little article about this i can provide you with the reference if you want Um, but you know we don't You You remember more or less the date yeah, it's like seventeen eighty nine or something like that. Yeah,
0: seventy
1: eighty nine. Yeah, but that's that's something we don't really know what it was, what it was about. It just suggests that Capoeira probably existed at that time already. But the first more uh, consistent sources we have are from eighteen ten, eighteen twelve, eighteen thirteen. You know, after the 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 migration. Well, we should say the flight of the Portuguese court from Lisbon to Rio. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: When they created yeah. a a police, because in the colonial period you you didn't have a professional police in Rio, right? It was like a,
0: kind of militias.
1: Yeah, it was a kind of militia, and you had like people who who had this kind of police duties, but as as a yeah as a not, it was not a professional police, right? So once yeah. you have this professional police and um, they uh, also then you also have sources um from them uh, uh, telling us that they have arrested capoeiras and uh they have uh, punished them and how dangerous capoeira is etc 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 right
0: so it's good to to just give some context to the people that you know are listening and they might not know you know brazilian history you know to the you know the details so Just to give an idea, uh, the Quilombo dos Palmares, that was 17th century. Is that correct? No.
1: The Palmares Quilombo. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, uh, That was 17th century. That's like 1640,
0: 1680 kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah, I think
0: even before. More or less.
1: Because because basically the Palmares uh, Quilombo... Uh, did benefit um, a lot from the struggle between the, the, the Dutch, Dutch and the Portuguese, right? This is always uh, yeah. everywhere yeah. where you have uh, uh, oppressed people and especially slaves uh, and in the Americas, when uh, two colonizers fight each other, right? Then um, yeah. it, it opens a space for for slave um, resistance, right?
0: Yeah, um, and uh, so so this so this was 17th century, and then you mentioned that the the first mansion is 1780, which is 18th century, and and the 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 thick of it comes on the 19th century. The yes. thick of the of the mansions. Uh, yes. Then then from
1: the the from the um, uh, period of of you know after João VI's arrival in, in 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 Rio. Yes. Then we have like quite a lot of sources uh, and um, a number of historians have worked on this uh, most uh, well known um, is the book by Carlos Eugenio right who takes in his book a Capo slave capoeira he takes all those records and 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 makes a statistic about this right um, and
0: I can get the book if you want uh, I have it here um, because... Yeah, no, I, I, I've come across his, his, it's uh, just you know to give a, an idea for people because sometimes you know I, I, to be honest, it's a bit frustrating when you you're gonna you read someone's you know writing or you know uh, uh, say a little bit about capoeira and they say oh capoeira started in the 1500s you know like so I think this is is good to 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 put things in context and also. To understand that uh, the capoeira, as we know, is it was a constant uh, evolution, a constant change, and not, you know, like 19th century capoeira would be probably quite different from today. And and the medium and the instruments that were used, it, it changed a lot along the time as well, right?
1: Uh, absolutely, Peter. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we 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 know that uh, music um, was important from from. Uh, mentions in the police records because some of the cupholders arrested carried uh, instruments, but also because we have uh, um, you know some famous images uh, from the time, uh, which um, prove that. Yeah. You know the most famous is the one everybody knows by by um, Johann Moritz Rugendas, right? Who yeah. who has this uh, famous. Uh, image, well it's an engraving well actually yeah. it's not, actually the engraving is not by him, you know, people say it's Im- it's not, the engraving is done by someone else but it's based on a drawing by him because he was in Brazil in the 1820s and then the engraving was published in 1835 so like, you know, more than 10 years later but it's based on an image by him which we do no longer have so uh, this engraving yeah. shows two guys in a jinga, you know c- confronting each yeah. other and people around them Right, And you have a guy playing like a, a, drum, a, timbao, a drum, a little dimbao, a little drum, you know, he's like seated and yeah. plays a little drum, right? So it suggests that Kapura at the time was played with a rhythmic instrument, which here is a drum. And then we yeah. have some, some other images as well. I don't know if you, this image is a bit well, less well known. It's called, um, uh, it's, it's by Haru Haring, you know, this image by Haru Haring?
0: No, I, I, I can't say I do, no.
1: Um, I th- yeah, well, it's, it, we are on audio, so it's no worse. No, no point of yeah, showing of it. Of course, it it shows it shows a, a couple of um, of uh, enslaved people as well, right? Uh, and um, they do some move. Two guys do some movements which could be dance, but could also be a jinga, you know, yeah. capoeira. And and it's interesting because it's two guys, right? It's two men. So it's not a man or a woman or women, you know. It's two guys, and uh, next to them, are again, um, some some guys uh, playing music, right? Some black guys, probably slaves or freed slaves, we don't know, uh, which which are um, which are playing instruments, which in fact do no longer exist in 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 Rio um, today, right? Yeah. Like so like it's this- it's. it's- like the one, sorry, no, I was playing um it's like one is playing uh, like like um it's like a looks like a violin. It has a calabashia and it, like a you know, like a violin you you play, you oh, know? okay, so that's an African instrument which probably well, either from from West Africa or from from Angola, and the other guy plays like a kind. you know what a some piano is, yeah, yeah, that other guy plays a kind of some piano, you see, which existed yeah. in Brazil at the time with many images of that, but it disappeared and it still exists
0: in Angola, right? I understand. No, it's a, it's a fascinating how, you know, because in, in in, a way I've noticed as well, growing up in Capoeira, how there is a kind of a, a battle for the narrative, you know, like a yeah. battle for like giving all the answers. And uh, sometimes it's, it's harder to say, oh, we don't know how it was. Instead of coming up with something that's like very clear cut, and this is how it is, and this is how it was. So it's. I think it's very good to give this idea to the listener as well that you know, like the bending Bao was introduced later on Capoeira. Was that was that right?
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And only in Bahia, not in Rio. In Rio, it was never yeah. associated. Right. So. Yeah. And and uh, I think we can say that. Um, Well, berimbau, let's say uh, musical bows to be more precise, okay? Because uh, I think we need to make a distinction here between the berimbau, which is a type of musical bow, and musical bows more general, which is a family of instruments. And there are many musical bows in in Angola, in Congo, in in South Africa, in many um, majoritarily um, Bantu-speaking areas. Yes, yes. even though I think it originally comes from from from, Khoisan, from Bushman, right? But yeah. so you have various musical bows, and in Brazil uh, at the time of slavery uh, very often the, the most well known denomination is Urikongo.
0: Okay. Congo. Yeah. Yes, Master Tony made us made a song talking about this, like uh, how the berimbau was used back in the day for the guy who used to sell stuff on the street. Yes, yes. He would he would come playing uh, the Urukongo and and uh, exactly, he, yeah, exactly. He made a nice song about that exactly. and, and how that was incorporated into the capoeira thing and. It's uh so you, you would say berimbau with capoeira you would have been what late 19th century early 20th. Well, or?
1: we don't know. We don't know, and, and well, in fact, we don't even know if it was the berimbau at the beginning or it was the oriçongo because the oriçongo is different from the berimbau, right? Mm. The oriçongo has no kashishi, The oriçongo has, has no 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 dobrão. Uh, the, the way you hold is different, right? Uh, But I would say that um, it seems that by the 1890s, uh, probably, yes, uh, then we... The fact is that in Salvador, we have much less sources on on capoeira in the 19th century. We know that in the second half of 19th century, capoeira existed in in Salvador, right? There are some mentions in newspapers, but we don't have uh, the same density of sources. So we don't know much about capoeira in the 19th century in Salvador. right? It's, it's relatively few. Okay. There is a book by Fred Abreu who tries to to make the yeah who tries to make the history of Capoeira in 19th century Salvador, and you know he also reckons is relatively little uh, about Capoeira in Salvador. Um But the- but the association, I think, can yeah, I think at least from the 1890s, and the first guy who mentions. Uh, the Beribao and Capoeira together, actually, is uh, Manuel Quirino, which is a very important author to know, I think. Manuel Quirino. Quirino. yeah. Manuel Quirino, yeah. In a book he published in
0: 1916. 1916, wow. Yes. That's that's a long time. Uh, And what about the Capoeira in Pernambuco? Because I always heard that Recife was one of the centers. Is there a lot of police records on, on that... On, on Capoeira there, are they old or...?
1: Well, old, um, you quote me here because I have to confess, uh, I don't know very much about Capoeira in Pernambuco. You know, there are a couple of works I, I, I can uh, pass on to you, or at least the, 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 the titles. The, the there are some names, yes. And it's not only Pernambuco. I know more about San Luis de Maranhão, because there also you have mentions of Capoeira from the 1830s. Right? Uh, And you have Capoeira, in and and, and just a book was published now about Capoeira Maranhão in the First Republic, the 1890s, uh, uh, you know, this period as well, and you have it in Pará as well, so...
0: Pernambuco okay. So all, all, all cities that had harbors, they kind of got the wind of capoeira, right?
1: Well, exactly. And I think uh, there, there is also an exchange between, uh, um, uh, because in San Luis, very clearly, it was some uh, sailors and people who, who worked, you know, in the maritime trade who who uh, were doing capoeira uh, uh, in San Luis, right? And so, yes, I think th- there, there was a kind of... Uh, um, dissemination you know through the ports you know i think that's that's very likely although we cannot exclude that that um, some areas had uh, a kind of capoeira um, which was different from um, the from the other ones we know of yeah but that capoeira was more like a generic term used by the police and other people to 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 talk about uh, combat games by by enslaved people or black people you see so so um... okay
0: just just uh, just give me a second here I have to switch off something that came up without expecting just a sec Okay now we're back no, it's a fascinating is a fascinating history and trying to you know piece this together how you know things would unfold and and uh, and doing the, the the I actually got a, a bit lost here on what I wanted to say but uh I was gonna say about the the this research in in uh, in Europe right uh, and, and and looking at say from the 60s to, you know, the 2000s, we had the, because right now there is this big debate on on the impact of, you know, should capoeira be competitive, should it be in a competition, should it not? And there is other people who wants to make films about capoeira. On you, on your research, I know it necessarily probably not the focus of your work, but the the both the competition times that happened, you know, which had a consistent you know Oro was a was a, a, a competition that had a, a impact in, in, in our in the Group Sanzala. But uh, do you think that Capoeira being on on competitions of Valitudos have a similar kind of impact as like only the strong, the kind of you know films that on, on, on the impact of capoeira you know the spread what, what what's your feeling on this look I believe that capoeira
1: is is very broad right it's very broad and very
0: as broad, a as yeah. a
1: historian you know as a historian you know I have a different position from from me as a practitioner because as a practitioner of course I practice Capoeira angola which is not very competitive well less yeah. than others i don't i think there is also competition but you know it 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 works differently yeah. <laughs> but but that's that's one thing okay i'm interested in capoeira as a whole right so i believe there is a is a wide range of styles which go from capoeira for fighting, right, from people who want to do mixed martial arts and participate in, in, in those competitions, to capoeira as dance and theater, which has no fighting at all and no competition, right? So that's the, the whole, uh, if you want, width of, of, of capoeira. And as a historian, yeah. I, first of all, I have to accept that. And secondly, I think that's interesting, you know, because yeah. I'm interested in all of them. And I think all of them have a justification. So, you know, as a historian, I don't want to say this is better than the other one. You know, that's not the the role of the historian. I want to understand how they all generated, how they all became uh, uh, important. And here I have to say, you know, as a historian, it is very clear that uh, fights, competition were crucial for the development of modern capoeira styles and even for the survival of capoeira, right, uh, because I think capoeira was about to to disappear there was a real danger of capoeira disappearing in the 1930s and um, what saved capoeira was that some people took it uh, to the ring, right, like mestre Bimba, also like Angoleros, yeah. you know, they all tried like yeah. Artu Emejo, Senor Zinho, well. Zinho. Yeah, Artu right? Yeah. So you have a yeah. number of people for different reasons and with different um, approaches. Bourla as well, right? They all tried to show that Capoeira was a real fight, you know, that it was. Yeah, it was an efficient. It yeah. was efficient, exactly, and that you could compete. With uh, other fighters from other styles, right? From from uh, uh, judo, from jiu jitsu, from catch as you can, from uh, Greek Roman fights, etc., right? So that is very clear, you know, in, in this period, especially from the 1930s to the 1950s. Capoeira, many capoeira, uh, uh, well, I, and not so if, if you can say capoeiristas, well, let's say capoeiristas, although, you know, that's a new term. They tried to show that, and I think that impacted very much on uh, uh, how the modern styles developed. Right? Uh, and even on, yeah. on how jiu-jitsu developed. You know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu very likely incorporated some techniques from capoeira. Right? And that's also okay. how it became famous and, and different. And I think Kapura also incorporated stuff from other fighting styles, you know, and Bimba was very yeah. clear about this, and then some people
0: now try yeah. to say, "Oh, no, that's not true. it's all." But well, he says M- Master Bimba himself says that he brought uh, movements from Batuki, all the takedowns and all this. that was another martial art, right? His father was a batuqueiro. That's the story that I heard. Yeah, no, no,
1: that's true. I mean, batuque is important. And you have batuque not only in Salvador, you have batuque in Rio, where it was known as Pernada Carioca. And you have batuque uh, uh, also in in Maranhão, you know, where it's known as Punga dos Homens, right? Because uh,
0: when you say Pernada Carioca, I remember when I was a kid and you would go to the cinema and they would show you Cinema 100, You remember there was like shots from the Maracanã football matches, you know, back in the day, and it was filmed from a very like I don't even know that they do this anymore. It was like filmed from the angle of the field, really nice uh, 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 football scenes, and they showed like sometimes people fighting in the geral. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you
0: had this guy who was like with a massive belly, but what he was doing, he was kind of like. Kind of samba in front of the guy, and when the time came, he just came with a with a kind of a rough achievement on both legs, you know. And I was like, oh, so that's what he, you know. It was like 50s, early 50s. That one it was like a black and white one, and and uh, yeah. So he felt like okay, so that's what uh, the 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 malandres used to fight, you know, because there were all, exactly. always this kind of thing of the guy doing a samba and to distract you and 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 catch you and and. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, interesting because I also remember, you know, the impact when Mestre Hulk beat uh, the, the jiu-jitsu guy. And, and the impact he had on the classes of my father, you know, of people coming in. But it was, it was something there. Like in Rio, we worked in other cities in Brazil as well. But when I compare, for example, to the film, I, I, I mention only The Strong, I'm, I'm sure there is another one as well, but these films, everywhere I go in Capoeira, and I have been lucky enough to to travel a, a fair amount, you know, like I went to, to South Africa, to Mozambique, to Iran, to Indonesia, uh, uh, Malaysia, all... All the, the all the time I ask to the local to the oldest local capoeirista how he got wind of capoeira, that film would would uh, would come mm, up. Mm. And and uh, yeah it's it's very interesting how a film that went straight because like films that were not big in the nineties, they would go straight to the tape, right? To to as a VHS to be higher or he never made the big movies and it still had a a, a, a pretty impact, I would say, a pretty big mm-hmm. impact in Capoeira.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I know, I mean, you told me the story about Indonesia, but I've heard the story from other people as well, you know, so I think the yeah. impact of this film um, is, is is amazing and needs to be studied by kapodistas. You know, even yeah. though the, well, this, the, is what I'm... this film is crap, I mean, come on, the story of the film is horrible, you know, it's really
0: not interesting at all. <laughs> but the... the Well, but it kind of it kind of, it's the essence kind of Story like the guy who who does a, a social project in his area yes. because that's where he came from. So, yeah, it's cheesy. I, I get it, but in in a way, it's 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 uh, it's kind of cool and it's amazing because people are having this debate and there's so much energy being put on on capoeira. You know, becoming a competition, people aiming to put it on 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 uh, on the Olympics, and I just feel so disheartened by seeing the result of what a competition looks like in capoeira for somebody who knows what capoeira is and the energy it has on that moment, and and it's all about how it's portrayed, it, you know, and I think that a film like this has a, a a much more a much bigger impact. If you put like down on cost, what would it cost to host? a to make capoeira, you know, all the money going to spend with the Olympics and stuff. I think that a good film would make a much better impact for capoeira, I guess. But I guess, yeah, we got to try both. It's, mm. a, it's, a, it's, a funny, it's a funny one. So what do you think about
1: uh, capoeira in the Olympics? Because I don't know that much about it, but uh, have you seen...
0: What, what is the competition they want to create for the Olympics? Yeah, I, I think for the Olympics, is like the next step. So there is, I think, my understanding is that there is a battle for the International Federation of Capoeira, you know. Mm-hmm. And there is a one uh, world federation yes, that yes. Mestre Paulão is, is involved. And I have also interviewed him a couple of times uh, Palon, which one? Uh, Kikongo. Mestre Paulão Sera. yes, That's yeah. right, yeah. And, and uh, there are other ways that it, there, there are other people trying to go through different avenues, I would imagine. But I think that, uh, uh, you know, if capoeira, in my understanding, is going to go to a competition, we should try to make the competition bend around what capoeira is and, and not make the other way around that the, the, the capoeira has to fit a, a competition kind of rough kind of schedule, you have to do this, no, no, no. I think it's like, if, if, if it's to have any success, I think you have to try to capture or display the magic that Capoeira has in the competition and not the other way around, you know, because otherwise, for me, I saw some, I I spoke to Mestre about this, Mestre Paulão, and I said like, it's, for people who like Capoeira to see it there, I don't know if it's, you know, it was hard for me to watch, but at the same time, I think that, would, would definitely be a boost to have it, um, uh, Capoeira in the Olympics, but at the same time, I think that a story you know, uh, try to mm-hmm. capture the imagination of people, we mm-hmm. would have a much more deeper impact.
1: Well, the alternative is like, like what you've seen with um, Red Bull. Have you seen the Red Bull competition?
0: Yeah, that's it another type wasn't... of
1: competition which is more focused. Yeah. Not on 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 like uh, scoring points with kicks, but but on the on the
0: yeah
1: on the beauty of the game and things like that, isn't it? And, yeah. and but then it becomes that more subjective, nice well. isn't it? It's much more difficult to establish clear yeah. rules because you know when when yeah, you have is. guys playing football or or, or jumping, uh, you know you can measure it, you know, but. In this kind of yes. capoeira competition, it really depends on the three judges. Um, they, they
0: yeah, exactly. And the, and with the judges being like from all from Bahia, I said, oh, Bahia is gonna win the next twenty if Red Bulls if you carry on like this. But but uh, yeah, I mean there are previous examples of of uh, how competition was done in capoeira, trying to keep the tradition alive of capoeira, like the Jebs, you know, the Jogos Estudantis, the, the the student games in the eighties. And that's one way to go on about it. But, uh, yeah, I personally, I feel a bit strong when I see a guy in a, you know, as a referee with a shirt and a tie and a whistle, you know, being the judge on this. While we have, you know, I think an, a, a competition is actually an opportunity to educate the public, you know, and you can actually Teach the guys, tell the guys this is how it works. The guy on the beating ball over there, the lower sound that we call Gunga, this is the one who's gonna stop the games. And if they have to listen to the you know there are many ways that this could be done, but I guess it's it's for us to see where it goes. Mm. Matias, I would like to thank you very much and, and ask you as well if you have uh, anything you you'd like to add. I think we we've come in. A, Coming up to almost an hour, is, it's a, it's it's a good. good amount of time. Yes,
1: now I, I, I just like to invite um, people interested in the history of capoeira to uh, visit our website, uh, where we uh, are kind of um, uploading material results from, from two research projects in our research project about the Angolan roots of capoeira. Which resulted in a documentary yeah. film, but there's more texts and, and stuff there, and also our our current project, which is about um, Capoeira history of, of in Rio de Janeiro from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 1780s, 80s, uh, where we also interviewed your father, you know, and we are trying to do the yeah. the history of of uh, the famous fathers of the time, um, yeah. and uh, we we did the uh, the history of the. Uh, Roda da Central, and we're also trying to um, rescue the history of some of the older generation of capoeiras, right? So uh, at the moment yeah. I'm working.
0: It's capoeirahistory.com. It's right?
1: capoeira, yeah. It's mm-hmm. www.capoeirahistory.com, and you have all the website is in two languages, in English and
0: Portuguese. Yeah. So with. Yeah. I'll, I'll put the link on, on the description. Yes. And it has yes. like. A... Mestre Nestor, many Masteries writing articles there is an amazing source of information for in Portuguese and in English, I'll leave it here the link. Yeah, that's right, sure.
1: because it's collaborative. I mean, you know, of course, I, 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 I'm I the coordinating the project, but we have various research assistants who work on the project, who also write, and then we have consultants who have contributed a lot. Uh, um, you know, Mestre Gato, Mestre Paulo uh, yeah. um Mestre um, Burgues, uh, then some researchers like Liberac and Luis Renato Vieira, with whom I, I wrote uh, my first article on the myths of capoeira. I don't know if you know that piece. And um, so it's collaborative. You know, there are some PhD students who also contribute, some capoeira masters. So, because it's so big this topic you know and there's so many yes. things to say that uh, the best is really yeah. to to make this a collaborative effort so uh, really for sure if you can for have sure. a look. and
0: and I will share I will share and also you have a podcast as well right with some stuff there we're going to be sharing the link of the podcast as well yes
1: yes yes well that's that's because mm-hmm. uh, it's the 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 uh, we we uh, put there the the uh, a range of program which um, André said did in the 1970s uh, about Capoeira, right? Where he interviewed some some famous people like Mesh Kaisara, uh, but also um, he kind of reported live from some capoeira jordas you know and that's really interesting stuff they, you know he, he, there's oh, a, a baptism from the 1970s or the the harder from messiah pedro you know so you can hear the sound from the 1970s from a harder from the 1970s you know which is quite amazing amazing yeah quite interesting extraordinary
0: yeah, yeah. yeah okay no, it's great, and uh, thank you very much. And I'm really interested to catch up again sometime when you have to talk about your your trip to to Angola. You've been going there for over ten years now, and and uh, and yeah, the reserve will be will be great to catch up at some point soon as well about that.
1: Yes, great. Whenever you want. Yes. Okay, Pedro. Thank you very much. It's a, it's great to talk thank to you. Thank you very
0: much. It's great to talk to you. Yes. Okay. All the best. Asher
1: Capoeira
0: de Angola e recomendei a Deus. A Jesus Cristo, a nossa e eu saí da Bahia pra jogar capoeira. So that was it guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. And uh, I really feel the the urge to bring him again as soon as possible to find out more about his research in Africa and you know, in Angola. Going after the roots of capoeira. And if you have any questions you would like to ask. And Assunção, Please let me know in the comment section. And I will include that in my next interview. In the meantime. Make sure you look after yourselves. And those around you. You know it's a difficult time. That we're going through. But better days will come. And let me know as well. Where you are listening to this podcast from. I'd love to find out. What you guys think as well. Okay. So do share with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe. A capoeira de Angola, recomendei a Deus, a Jesus Cristo é Nossa Senhora. Eu saí da
1: Bahia pra jogar capoeira de Angola, te recomendei a
0: Deus, a Jesus Cristo é Nossa Senhora.